Welcome back. Welcome back to the Elevate Podcast. It's your boy Hoodro. And today I wanted to just jump right into it. The coronavirus is here. But before that, if you are new to the podcast, please like and subscribe or follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. And um, the podcast is available now on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. But without further ado, coronavirus, man, this shit is hitting us hard, y'all. And um, it's been, I mean, like we've been talking about it on Facebook, on social media. And um, I've been doing a little research and people send me videos. But these two videos in particular were what a one video somebody shot me on how to cure the coronavirus. And I thought that was dope through a procedure called the code arrest procedure from Dr. Dan Lee Dumpke. I mean, Demke, Dr. Dan Lee Demke, Ph.D. He wrote a book about how to conquer the common cold and flew back in 1984 with hot air therapy. So we're going to get into that. But before we get into the cure, I thought that we need to get into where it came from. What is coronavirus? I didn't even know that SARS and coronavirus was like the same thing. So the people at Vox Media, they had a dope video that I wanted to share with y'all. So check it out. It was New Year's Eve 2019 when health officials in China admitted they had a problem. Health authorities have activated their most serious response level after an outbreak of a new type of viral pneumonia in central China. A rapidly growing number of people were developing a dry cough and fever before getting pneumonia. And for some, it turned fatal. Doctors have named the disease COVID-19, or Coronavirus Disease 2019, indicating that a type of virus is causing the illness. When they tried to trace its origin, they found a likely source. This food market in Wuhan. Out of the first 41 patients, 27 had been here. It wasn't conclusive evidence, but Chinese officials quickly shut down the market. They had seen this happen before, at a place just like this. The health officials are trying to get a grip on an alarming outbreak of SARS. The virus originated in mainland China. It has spread across the country. The disease had been festering for months in southern China. In 2002, a coronavirus had emerged at a very similar market in southern China. It eventually reached 29 countries and killed nearly 800 people. Now, 18 years later, this coronavirus is in at least 71 countries and has already killed over 3,100 people. So what do these markets have to do with the coronavirus outbreak? And why is it happening in China? A lot of the viruses that make us sick actually originate in animals. Some of the viruses that cause the flu come from birds and pigs. HIV AIDS comes from chimpanzees. The deadly Ebola virus likely originates in bats. And in the case of the 2019 coronavirus, there's some evidence it went from a bat to a pangolin before infecting a human. While viruses are very good at jumping between species, it's rare for a deadly one to make this journey all the way to humans. That's because it would need all these hosts to encounter each other at some point. That's where the Wuhan market comes in. It's a wet market. A kind of place where live animals are slaughtered and sold for consumption. It was not a surprise at all, and I think that it was not a surprise to many scientists. Peter Lee is a professor and expert on China's animal trade. The cages stack above one over another. Animals at the bottom are often soaked 
with all kinds of liquid animal excrement, pus, blood, or whatever the liquid they're receiving from uh, the animals uh, about. That's exactly how a virus can jump from one animal to another. If that animal then comes in contact with or is consumed by a human, the virus could potentially infect them. And if the virus then spreads to other humans, it causes an outbreak. Wet markets are scattered all over the world, but the ones in China are particularly well known because they offer a wide variety of animals, including wildlife. This is a sample menu reportedly from the market in Wuhan. These animals are from all over the world, and each one has the potential to carry its own viruses to the market. The reason all these animals are in the same market is because of a decision China's government made decades ago. Back in the 1970s, China was falling apart. Famine had killed more than 36 million people, and the communist regime, which controlled all food production, was failing to feed its more than 900 million people. In 1978, on the verge of collapse, the regime gave up this control and allowed private farming. While large companies increasingly dominated the production of popular foods like pork and poultry, some smaller farmers turned to catching and raising wild animals as a way to sustain themselves. At the very beginning, it was mostly peasant household backyard operation of turtles, for example. That's how wildlife farming started to get off the ground. And since it started to feed and sustain people, the Chinese government backed it. So it was imperative for the government to encourage people to, you know, to make a living through whatever productive activities they can find themselves in. So you can lift yourself out of poverty. No matter what you are doing, that's okay. But then in 1988, the government made a decision that changed the shape of wildlife trade in China. They enacted the Wildlife Protection Law, which designated the animals as resources owned by the state and protected people engaged in the utilization of wildlife resources. That's one of the most devastating problems of the law, because if you designate the wildlife as a natural resource, that means it is something you can use for human benefits. The law also encouraged the domestication and breeding of wildlife. And with that, an industry was born. Small local farms turned into industrial-sized operations. For example, this bear farm started with just three and eventually grew to more than a thousand bears. Bigger populations meant greater chances that a sick animal could spread disease. Farmers were also raising a wide variety of animals which meant more viruses on the farms. Nonetheless, these animals were funneled into the wet markets for profit. While this legal wildlife farming industry started booming, it simultaneously provided cover for an illegal wildlife industry. Endangered animals like tigers, rhinoceroses, and pangolins were trafficked into China. By the early 2000s, these markets were teeming with wild animals when the inevitable happened. The latest on the deadly SARS virus, the worldwide death toll, up again today. China has reported more than 1,400 cases of infection nationwide. It is what health officials have feared all along. In 2003, the SARS outbreak was traced to a wet market here in southern China. Scientists found traces of the virus in farmed civet cats. Chinese officials quickly shut down the markets and banned wildlife farming. But just a few months after the outbreak, the Chinese government declared 54 species of wildlife animals, including civet cats, legal to farm again. By 2004, the wildlife farming industry was worth an estimated 100 billion won, and it exerted significant influence over the Chinese government. Wildlife farming industry was tiny. 
in China's gigantic GDP, but the industry has enormous lobbying capability. It's because of this influence that the Chinese government has allowed these markets to grow over the years. In 2016, for example, the government sanctioned the farming of some endangered species, like tigers and pangolins. By 2018, the wildlife industry had grown to 148 billion won and had developed clever marketing tactics to keep the markets around. The industry has been promoting, you know, these wildlife animals as, you know, tonic products, as, you know, bodybuilding, as sex enhancing, and of course, as disease fighting. None of the claims can hold water. Yet these products became popular with an influential portion of China's population. The majority of the people in China do not uh, eat wildlife animals. Those people who consume these wildlife animals are the rich and the powerful, a small minority. It's this minority that the Chinese government chose to favor over the safety of the rest of its population. These parochial commercial interests of small number wildlife eaters are hijacking. China's national interest. Soon after the coronavirus outbreak, the Chinese government shut down thousands of wet markets and temporarily banned wildlife trade again. Organizations around the world have been urging China to make the ban permanent. Chinese social media, in particular, has been flooded with petitions to ban it for good this time. In response, China's reportedly amending the wildlife protection law that encouraged wildlife farming decades ago. But unless these actions lead to a permanent ban on wildlife farming, outbreaks like this one are bound to happen again. Yo, China got to chill. China got to chill with all that goddamn eating these wild animals, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's crazy. I, I just... And then, like, you be seeing little videos of them eating all kind of shit. And I used to be like, damn, is that real? Like, we always say, like, the Chinese restaurants they be using, uh, man, I don't know. I'm not fucking, well, I never really look, fuck with Chinese food like that. But, uh, but yeah, they need to cheer. It seemed like, I didn't know that they, a lot of the diseases came from China. But the main thing I wanted to discuss was a possible cure or how to conquer the coronavirus. And, um, so, like I said, people have been sending me videos, but this one stood out to me and i'm like damn that shit might work definitely worth a shot so uh so i wanted to share that with you again it's dr dan lee dimke code arrest procedure hot air therapy how to cure corona check it out this is dr dan lee dimke the novel wuhan coronavirus now known as sars cov 2 and the disease it causes covid 19 have been declared a global health emergency by the world health organization wreaking havoc on lives and economies around the world. But this virus has an Achilles heel, an exploitable vulnerability that is shared by most upper respiratory viruses and all other known coronaviruses. They are remarkably fragile. Though they can survive easily for weeks or even months at temperatures near or below freezing, these viruses die within just a few minutes when exposed to higher air temperatures. Their aversion to heat forces coronaviruses to live and reproduce only within the coolest parts of the body, usually inside the epithelial cells that line our inner nose and sinus cavities. Because these sinuses are located just behind the cheeks and nostrils and around the eye sockets, these cavities are often nearly as cool as the outside air we breathe, at least during the colder months of the year. But when outside temperatures rise, 
so do our sinus temperatures. Once it gets too warm in there for these viruses to reproduce, they die and quickly disappear. Numerous laboratory studies by leading virologists show that coronavirus is easily killed in less than 15 minutes at just 56 degrees Celsius or 133 degrees Fahrenheit. As they slowly heated the virus in the lab, scientists observed the outer viral membrane begin to rupture, and within minutes, it fatally collapsed, unrecognizable and incapable of causing any further infection. Mild heat application is now regularly used in the production of various medications and vaccines. The very same process could be used with patients by simply raising their sinuses above the kill temperature. The virus dies, symptoms and infectivity stop, and the outbreak is over. This is remarkably easy to do, without harm or risk, by simply breathing in hot air. Suddenly, the coolest part of the body becomes the warmest part of the body, and any invading viruses almost literally melt. But what about the patient? Can we survive exposure to these temperatures? People are already doing this every day, all over the world. Daytime temperatures in the world's deserts routinely rise above 56 degrees Celsius or 133 degrees Fahrenheit. And millions of people walk into saunas every day with temperatures far above this. Breathing deeply for just a few minutes in any of these hot locations will kill a high percentage of any coronavirus that happens to be invading the upper respiratory system. And a second or third exposure, about an hour apart, will kill the rest. No desert or sauna available? No problem. The common, widely available, handheld blow dryer, used for drying hair, contains a heating element and a fan that instantly deliver forced hot air temperatures that will kill coronavirus even faster, much like a convection oven does. And because you can concentrate heat onto just the infected area of the body, the nose and sinuses, you can safely use this approach even if you already have a fever. This simple cold arrest procedure was first proposed in the book Conquer the Common Cold and Flu, published by Future World Press in 1984. Since then, it's been successfully tested and used in more than 55 countries with an extremely high success rate. Here's what to do. Step 1. Turn the hairdryer to the lowest setting and then cup fingers over the air intake to slow the airflow and increase its output temperature. Step 2. With the other hand, Use a spray bottle filled with water to frequently moisten the facial surface around the nose and mouth. The flow of hot air causes the water to evaporate, keeping the face and nose cool, while allowing heat to penetrate deeply into the nose and sinuses. Take slow, deep breaths through the nose with the mouth closed for five minutes. To minimize any discomfort, turn the blow dryer aside in between breaths so that warm air is directed toward the face and nose only while inhaling. The goal is to raise the inside of the nose and sinuses to the coronavirus kill temperature of 56 degrees Celsius or 133 degrees Fahrenheit during the entire treatment period. So use the highest temperature setting you can safely tolerate. Step 3. After pausing for one hour, begin another five-minute hot air treatment. If no symptoms have appeared, two heating cycles per day should be sufficient for prevention. However, if symptoms have already developed, 
five of these alternating heating-cooling cycles per day are recommended until symptoms disappear. If widely used, this simple cold arrest hyperthermia therapy can help to halt any further spread of COVID-19. It also kills most other types of common cold-causing virus, so you can start using it at the very first sign of any common cold symptoms. If healthcare providers will teach patients the cold arrest procedure, and health authorities will distribute inexpensive blow dryers and spray bottles to those in quarantine or living within infection zones who don't already have them, we may be able to prevent future coronavirus outbreaks from ever again becoming regional or international pandemics. Wow, and there it is. So, yo, man, hit me up. Let me know. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think about it. Cold arrest procedure, hot air therapy. I'm about to go buy me a new blow dryer. I'm going to just do it just in case. You know what I'm saying? A hair dryer. It's a blow dryer, hair dryer. I guess the same thing. I'm going to go buy one regardless. So, I'm going to go buy one today. And I'm going to do it today. And I'm going to let y'all know how I go. And I advise you to go get one because I think you can get a hair dryer for like 20, 30 bucks and protect your family. I think it's worth it. So, man, so I appreciate your time. I just wanted to jump in here real quick and, you know, talk about it because, you know, we talk about it. We don't really know where it comes from. So I hope that gave you some clarification. And now that we're talking about it, what can we do to help it? Like, I ain't going to lie. I still be going out. I, I, I don't got no mask, but I do wear gloves. You know what I'm saying? So I try to do my little protection and be cautious. But this right here, I'm definitely going to try. And I suggest you do it too. And uh, again, at Elevate Podcast, it's always our goal to educate, motivate, and elevate. You know what I'm saying? So until next time, Peace.